0: Hi, this is Joel Parisman, president of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Brando on iHeartRadio Appetite for Distortion. know where And welcome
1: to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 145. It is Brando. Coming up momentarily on this action-packed program for you, we have the president and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's right. You heard me correctly. Joel Parisman is going to be on the show. Then after that, joining me for Shotgun News, our old friend Russ TCB from my GNR forum will be coming on to discuss the, the GNR leaks that have come out uh, talk about the latest slash interview where he discusses new Guns N' Roses music and the Terminator soundtrack so we have a lot to get to so let's just jump right into it I don't want to waste this guy's time he has a lot of interviews to get to this morning the president and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland uh, right now there is a brand new collector's item out uh, an 11 disc collector set Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert. So many great performances to watch. Pearl Jam getting inducted, the Nirvana reunion when they had Joan Jett join them. So a lot to discuss in a little amount of time. Good morning, Joel.
0: Hey, good morning, Brandon. Thank- I appreciate the time. You know, We're very excited about this collection of induction ceremony performances that people now have the opportunity to experience and own so
1: not only are you the the president of the the rock hall but you executive produced the actual shows so do you have a, a favorite amongst this collection or are they kind of us all your your children and you love them all their their own special way
0: uh, you know I get asked that question a lot you know and I find each year you know I, there's things that I look forward to and you know I've never failed for people to really kind of impress me because I think people look at this moment as a a once-in-a-lifetime thing and they really kind of step up and give a great performance and give a great speech because we've included you know we've included speeches in this collection and uh, every year I find out I find something that I like
1: are these nights stressful for you Uh, Because of, you know, you putting them all together and and producing them, or do you just kind of sit back and watch and say, I have the greatest job in the world?
0: Well, it's kind of all of the above, you know, Till you know, you, 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 the work of getting it to there and working on the performances and producing the show and everything that goes on around the show, you know, it, but I do, you know, get the opportunity the night of, because at a certain point it gets out of your control and you kind of let things go to be able to sit and watch and see these performances. But that's the beauty of this Time Life collection is that, you know, the things that I miss night of that I can go back and even in the broadcast, you know, you kind of see it and the broadcast comes and goes. To be able to own this collection, be able to see these amazing performances whenever you want, it's something that's great.
1: One of the performances that's on this collection that, that really hit home for me, and it's, you know, given my age and when I grew up, I just turned 36. And that was seeing the reunited members of Nirvana uh, get together with Joan Jett and Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth and, and Lord, because I never got to see Nirvana. Can you just tell us how that kind of came about? How did you put that together?
0: Yeah, because as you know, in talking with you know the surviving members of the band, you know it's like we we're looking at what can we do something differently to represent Kurt, you know to get like us another guy to you know do those vocals. It just it just didn't feel right, and it was really kind of a an, you know an idea from, that came from them and our producers to say you know, our fellow producers say, what can we do differently? And, you know, that's what we do, you know, and that's what these collections are all about is to creating these kind of once a lifetime opportunities and people, especially in that case, you know, those women that came together to do those, you know, those vocals were just like you influenced by, you know, by Nirvana and to have the opportunity to be able to come in and do that part with something that they, Jumped at, and it just as you saw, it just creates you created some moments that are just unbelievable.
1: On the same train of thought, other bands from that era, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, assuming they get in, which I, I like to believe that they will. Do you have the kind of same approach with with the Chris Cornell or Lane Staley having perhaps a female uh, fill in for them during a performance? Are you thinking that far ahead?
0: You know yeah, you know again, I think we really i don't get too far ahead of it because you really want to see who is who you know who is going to get inducted, and then once we do, we have a pretty smart committee of people that you know say, "Okay, how are we going to approach this and you know talking with the art you know with the artist you know the surviving artists, you know you want to be respectful and you want to create something that's really great, so again, as it comes up, we'll deal with it
1: speaking of the committee. Is it true that Dave Grohl is on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame committee? Yes. So if you can, can you tell us what his role is and how that came about?
0: Well, you know, Dave is a passionate music fan. And, you know, when we're looking for people to be on the committee you know, we just don't put people because they're stars, you're looking for people that have a deep understanding of music. And Dave has a very deep understanding, wide ranging understanding and appreciation of a lot of different genres of rock and roll. And, you, it's, it, and we have other artists on the committee. So you know, it's nice to have artists represented. And that but it's not an art, you know, just not any artist, but artists that are, you know, smart, know their history, and, you know, have a very, you know, very good point of view.
1: I have the DVD collection in my hand and one of the performances I'm really looking forward to watching again is when the Red Hot Chili Peppers got inducted and they performed with Slash. And of course, Slash is inducted uh, with Guns N' Roses. So that leads me to, to ask, what did you think about the letter that Axl Rose sent declining the invitation to be a part of that night? How do you feel when artists... Respectfully decline uh,
0: to be inducted. You, know, you those are things you can't prevent, but you hope don't happen. I mean, when you have artists that have been together a long time, you know, not that Guns and Roses was together as long as some of the you know other artists have been in, in, in you know in, uh, have been inducted. People have their point of view. And, you know, we do the best we can of saying this is important. We think it's important for the fans. And you just kind of hopeful, which, you know, it happens in most nine out of 10 cases that people can put aside any kind of animosity or opinions that they have to be able to come together for one night and do it for the fans. You know, and sometimes it happens. Most of the time it happens, but occasionally it doesn't. And then you just have to move on and do what you do.
1: You were successful in reuniting Chicago on stage, and that's part of this collection. When that happens, when something like, like that happens, is that the best sense of accomplishment for you? Because it happened on your night, on your stage?
0: Yeah, because, yeah, you love you to see that. Because, again, it means so much to the fans. And when you look at some of these artists that have been together for 50 years, I mean, that's longer than most marriages. And, you know, (laughs) marriages, people get divorced and get separated and get back together. And, you know, bands probably spend more time together than most marriages, you know, when you think about a time on the road and everything. And, you know, that that we can create a a forum for these people to kind of come together for a night and whatever they do the next night. They they go back and do whatever they do, but you know we 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 provide the stage for them, and hopefully that they use that opportunity to you know have a night to celebrate what they accomplished, not necessa- you know and and try to put aside what might have you know broke you know driven them apart somewhat.
1: I know you got to get to your next interview, so if you can just leave us where we can find these DVDs. Not everyone is as lucky as me to get them mailed to them at work. So how can we find it and watch?
0: you know, we, this collection that we have out on Time Life, which people can get at Barnes & Noble, you can buy it on Amazon, it's true rock and roll history. And, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly, you know, we're not going away as an institution. So we're going to have more of these shows going forward and we'll have, you know, future collections.
1: Joel Parisman, thank you so much for taking some time out to speak with me today. I hope you come back on and I can pick your brain even more.
0: You bet, Brandon. Thanks for your time as well.
1: Very cool. Very uh, brief, but uh, an honor and a pleasure to have uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame president on the Appetite for Distortion program, Joel Parisman. And now it is time for News. And joining me for for Shotgun News, old friend of the show, Russ TCB from mygnrforum.com. And before we get into what's going on with the forum and the leaks and then having to uh, closed shop for, I don't know, a, a day and a half, two days on the forum. I'm just curious as to, because you were listening in, your opinion on what he said about when I asked him if, you know, what his thoughts were on the letter, which he didn't address specifically, but uh, did address in his very presidential way of when artists decline to, uh, to be inducted.
2: Well, I thought part of it was the world's biggest non-answer, <laughs> um, and then on top of that, I thought the uh, the other half of it was uh, uh, a little bit weird. Throwing, not, not, it's not even just about insult, It's about uh, just any artist that chooses not to go along with their uh, non-institution uh, uh, de- deciding that all of a sudden someone should get back together with somebody else. Uh, de- the whole. You know, oh, it's too bad when they don't do it for the fans. It's zero to do with the fans. Nothing about that, that made-up institution has anything to do with doing anything for fans. So, I mean, I, I know this is an Axel centric discussion, and I do side with Axl uh, as far as how he handled the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I I think it's ridiculous to throw it on the artist just because, you know, I don't know, that to me is like just saying, you know um, I'm gonna throw you know world eagles day at at my house and I uh, demand all the Eagles get back together for no reason other than I just said so and then putting out press statements and saying that it's you know all the eagles fault that they don't all come together you know for you know I just don't I don't understand that like it's not nothing about it is for the fans and no one's letting anybody down by not doing something' because they don't want to and that as far as the rock hall knows, that's how I feel.
1: I I understand. And I know a lot of people feel the same way. And I felt better knowing that, you know, Dave Grohl is on the the council. So there are some great rock minds in there. And, you know, Joel had to give, and that's why he's the president. He has to give very political, uh, non-confrontational answers. And I'd like to think, uh, yeah, it, it can't be just all for the fans. Part of it has to do with wow, look at what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is able to accomplish, you know, like when they got Chicago back together. And even Journey, even though they didn't perform together, it was great to see Steve Perry back with those guys in in a room. I think that's special. Sure. So it's it's about the night. I'm sure it's about branding and, and just, you know, giving more credibility to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I know that we can go, uh, it's a whole other episode because there are, quote-unquote non-rock artists who get in there. It's kind of like a music hall of fame. But right, uh, yeah. hopefully we get Joel on uh, again and I can pick his brain more. But uh, right now I got you on. I want to pick your brain and everything yeah, that's, that's sure. been going on <laughs> uh, online.
2: Yeah, yeah. because yeah, it's, it's been an eventful couple of weeks, that's for sure. I'd say the most eventful in, geez, I don't know, quite some time, probably since the um, Not In This Lifetime was announced
1: yeah it has to be, and it's weird because it's eventful, but at the same time you don't know how i don't know how how involved uh everything is, or things just get shut down very quickly before they become they they kind of grow legs or anything and by that i mean Burr. the the leaks that have come out I've talked about a hard school uh that had come out um i had and this was all on the heels and i'm I'm still hoping uh I shut it down i think the last time. Uh, on an episode about Rick Dunsford coming back on and doing a, a Leaker's Revenge part two. But there is still hope for that to happen. So maybe we can get more insight at some point as to how these songs were leaked in the first place. I, it's not him doing it now. Uh, he has you know, a legal obli- obligation not to, to do that, I, from my understanding. So it's not him yeah. doing it, but it, it's, there are other people who have, Bought these songs, I guess. I don't know how else to, to phrase it. Bought them, took them. Uh, but Hard School leaked. Uh, Atlas Shrugged, the name that has been around for, what, a decade, decade plus. Fin- oh, easy. Yeah.
2: Easy, yeah. 10, 15 years
1: easily. I know. Finally get to to, to hear that. Uh, and, and and there was a 10-second clip of something that was also released. Can you want to catch us up on oh, uh, what's hit?
2: Well, I'm about to make everybody on the forum mad when I say this, but I still think that 10-second leak is fake. I don't care who says it, uh, who says it's not. Okay. Um, it's something something called state of grace. and No, I just say that because I'm sure everybody's going to hit their keyboard as hard as they can when they hear me say that, but I just, I'm sorry. It sounds to me like somebody uh, is trying to pull one over, and they tell you, it, it sounds to me like somebody took the um, vocal stems from Chinese democracy and tried to make, uh, a verse out of it mm-hmm. and that's why you can't make out anything Axel's saying because I'll tell you this much at least even with you know for what back in 2002 or whenever the one line of hard school leaked like uh, I don't know 18 years ago or something which was which Jackie it
1: was known as Jackie Chan back
2: then Sure, but even right. then you could you could clearly hear what Axel's saying and even like if you take old stuff like a locomotive or or a coma where Af- axel's like real rabbit fire, you can still make out what he's saying and in that ten second clip, it's supposedly called uh, a song called state of Grace, which the song does exist, but um in that. Uh, supposed 10-second clip, you can't make out one single word actual saying. So to me, that signals fake. But, you know, everybody else um, says I'm wrong, uh, which I'm used to. You know, I'm the world's <laughs> biggest Robin Fink fan. Chinese, Chinese Sinatra State is my favorite Guns N' Roses album. I might as well knock out my greatest hits while I'm all in a row, making everybody mad, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so I'm used to that. There's a guy who I respect the living hell out of uh, in the community um, named Evader, who knows more about audio manipulation than I'll ever know in my entire lifetime. And he said he put it through some analysis and he thought it was real. Um, And, you know, I I wouldn't even begin to try and disagree with him other than my own gut instinct. But um, anyways, I'll get off that soapbox. So other than that, though, there was um, hard school leaked in full, which for me personally, when uh, for the 18 years or so, we've had that uh, line, all, all cautions made or whatever. I have never given a shit about hearing the rest of that song ever i just i didn't like axel's tone of voice i didn't like the the groove of it i've just never had any interest in boy did i turn around when i heard the whole song that chorus is so catchy um the you know the 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 groove leading up to the uh, the verses is great um of course again i'm a huge robin fan i think robin's solo is killer uh and it, like i if you would have told me you know, even two months ago, that oh, hey, the songs, the rest of the songs, you are going to love it. I would have said, oh, you are you are insane, because I just never cared about hearing the rest of it. And then I heard the rest of it, and I can't believe how much I like it. Um, and then there was Atlas Shrugged, which uh, you and I talked a little bit about this offline. Um, I I lo- I really like that song uh, a great deal. I know you said you hadn't uh, really got into it yet. Did you get a chance to to listen to it more or now?
1: I have. It just seems like. It's just cut and paste of other songs and just put together, and that's kind of how I feel about these these string of leaks. It was one, and I think the first time you were on, we spoke about you know how I used to go on my GNR forum when right before Chinese came out or leading up to it, and listening to all these leaks. And at that time, it's like okay, these are songs that will eventually be on this uh, long rumored Guns N' Roses album that's going to come out. And it just built excitement, and you kind of had a feel for what they they were in the placement. And even though knowing that they weren't finished products, but you kind of knew where they were going to fit, uh, as far yeah. as in the grand scheme of things, where they were going to go. These songs, I just don't know what they are. I don't know what to make yeah. of them, and I, I don't want to go into it with too much of a big picture that the, were these supposed to be on, you know, the, the second disc of Chinese democracy but i was pleasantly surprised by uh hard school cuz i think when i heard the initial leak of wh- however long it was 10 seconds 30 seconds a minute i wasn't i was like ah eh, i don't i don't know how to feel about this but then the whole song came out and i'm like wow this is actually really good i might have yep. preferred that song over Uh, a scraped or or a re-add on on Chinese.
2: Oh, for sure. Like, I I actually like those songs. I don't love them, but I like them. And uh, I would 10 times out of 10, I would replace Eat One of Those Tracks with uh, with Hard School for sure. And then uh, we know up until the 11th hour, apparently Atlas was supposed to be on Chinese up until the 11th hour. Um, Bumblefoot was telling people that um, uh, up until the last minute, Uh, that song was still going to be on uh, Chinese but it put it over the the limit for a CD and that's what uh, kept it off so I have to assume it was meant to be on the next record but one thing you brought up about the older leaks that I literally just had this like moment that I remembered that I haven't even thought about in forever was um, when those leaks happened back in 2006 like full IRS, full There Was A Time uh, Better, all that stuff everybody was convinced that the leaks had been super manipulated. Like, um, you know, either the bridge and better uh, was out of place. The, the, um, uh, the way the song shifted so fast, like there must've been some sort of manipulation. And I went to the first show at the Hammerstein ballroom where they debuted, like uh, they played better for the first time that night. IRS for the first time, there was a time, all those songs got played for the first time. And literally until the band was playing that structure of those songs live, like, Everybody was convinced that you know we had some sort of weird edits of mm. the songs, and then and then they go and do it live, and they do it exactly how it is on the on the record. And we were all like, I was I literally was standing there in the Hammerstein Ballroom, like, no shit, that that's how that happened, <laughs> you know, like, like that's how that song goes. You yeah, know,
1: that's probably how I feel, I guess about about Atlas. Uh, so yeah. I I, I, wa- I do want to spend more time with it because it is a full uh, unofficial GNR song that has been. Uh, I don't. Know, I can't say released. I, I have to say leaked because it's
2: yeah, yeah. And
1: that also goes into my feeling listening to these songs, and maybe that adds to it. You know, again, we knew that Chinese democracy was going to come out. Soon was the word. We just didn't know when. Right. We know a Guns N' Roses... I'd like to say we know a Guns N' Roses record is going to come out, and we're going to talk about the Slash stuff. I'd and, sure
2: and, like to say that and mean it.
1: I mean, they're all... It's one thing, I, and it's no slight, of course, to Richard Fortis, but I think when Slash is saying, yes, th- there, w- there will be a full album, because he even went... And this was a... The, we can mix in the lead conversation with the Slash conversation. Uh, when he uh, was recently interviewed uh, with by Eddie Trunk, and... He asked, like, what would you, how would you release, you know, in today's world? Because some bands may just release a single or just, like, an EP. And he went on to explain, you know, touring schedules when we get back together. But he is confident that it will come out. Same thing with, with Duff. So I, I give, I put stock on their answers, even though they're kind of, like, Joel. See,
2: and, you know, they were here, kind of, here we go down the line again of things I've been, uh, just had my head caved in on, uh, on the forums about. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I truly don't put any more stock into what Slash is saying than than Richard Fortas. or okay. like at least to me here now today. Uh, you know, I've heard that line from from Dizzy, uh, um, Tommy, Richard. Uh, DJ, just anybody, you know, pick a name. Anybody that's in the band has always said, oh, yeah, we're working on stuff and it's great. And, you know, in, in between touring, we get together and, you know, whatever. And, and I, I just don't, it seems to me, and I'm not not—I'm not at all, you know, uh, this is not a Slash uh, uh, coordinated attack or anything. I just think that Slash and Duff are toeing the company line the same way that people who replace them have and who they have now replaced you know like it's just what you say when you're in an interview someone says you know hey it's new GNR coming oh yeah we get together and we work on GNR yeah there'll be, there'll be new music you know because I mean it's going to come true or we hope it's going to come true someday you know yeah But I just I just that's how I view it again I'm not I'm not calling Flash a liar I'm not saying this is some calculated move on his part. I think it's just what you say when you get into interviews, you know? Sure. Tarantino, Tarantino just put out a new picture, and the next interview he does, people are going to be like, you know, when's the 10th picture coming? <laughs> oh, well, I've got ideas, and I'm working on it. You know what I mean? Like, I, Sure, I mean, like this, how, right, how Joel was answering questions. Go ahead.
1: You know, how Joel was answering questions with these are very political uh, response, a very PC response, sure. an answer with a non-answer. But I guess, I think over... The years, especially Slash, when he really seemingly wanted to do uh, have nothing to do with Guns N' Roses, getting tired of getting asked all these questions. That he, I think, he's in a different. He, he's different. I feel like he is different. Maybe not Duff because he has an album album to promote. Uh, but I think Slash is different. I just put more stock in him than anybody else. But I, I'm both of us don't know. Him. <laughs> That's what it comes yeah, down yeah, to. Yeah, we, we we really
2: don't know, but... I met him once and he was super nice, but that doesn't mean I know him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually met him uh, the night before the Velvet, the first Velvet Revolver uh, record came out. I met, uh, actually, the entire band uh, the, the night before the record came out. Nice. Um, and they were all very, very, very nice people. Actually, Duff had to tell my brother to uh, calm down and start breathing regularly because my brother just about lost his mind being in the same room with all of them. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, D- Duff literally was like, was like actually concerned for my brother and was like dude you need to breathe (laughs) it was very very funny but anyways uh yeah no I mean neither of us know him and and again I'm not I'm certain people are gonna say you know oh, right you know slash the liar that's not at all what I mean I just I just think that that's what you say when you're in interviews and you know, if my boss asks me tomorrow, you know, when something's due, uh, is it going to be there soon? I'll say the same thing Slash said. Oh, yeah, well, you know, when I get a chance, I work on it, and it'll be, you know, <laughs> I'll get it to you. And, you know, it'll, hopefully it'll come around right. soon. And, you know, when I have downtime, I work on it. You know, I'm going to say the exact same thing that, that Slash said, you know, and he's saying the same thing that, you know, uh, people that are promoting their uh, current works and whatnot are saying so I, I i'm not calling him a liar i'm calling him a politician
1: no it's you know? a politician right and it's a very sports press conference answer you know we're going to give 110 percent you know we're we're playing as a team so it's just one of those it's an answer but a non-answer but again sure uh at least for me i don't know i just i give more stock into what what slash says and i thought that was Uh, Pretty cool for him to say because he has been asked that question basically every interview that he's done, and he also did respond, and we were wondering if maybe one of these leaks would show up on the Terminator 2 soundtrack or was it Terminator 3 because it's going to be a continuation of – uh, Terminator 2, and just forget about all those other sequels, <laughs> right? Uh,
2: and- yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know too much about um, uh, Terminator canon, but I guess yeah, they're acting like uh, with this one that the three through however many other movies they made never happened or whatever. So I guess this is technically T3 or whatever. But again, I don't know a ton about it. But having said that, uh, as far as you know, your question of would would one of these leaks end up on there? I think uh, of those two. Hard School would lend itself way more to the tone of a Terminator movie than Atlas Shrugged would. Um, you know, I mean, that's at least my opinion on the, uh, the like, well, if one of those two songs was going to be the one that was going to be in the movie, I would think Hard School would be way before Atlas, wouldn't you?
1: I do. I do. And it was interesting that Slash, uh, excuse me, Eddie Trunk said after the fact, because uh, we thought like, oh, Terminator rumor is dead and all these major news outlets picked up the rumor knowing it was a rumor from, I think, this Australian uh, Guns N' Roses fan page. And I had shared it and obviously everyone's super excited uh, f- just for the movie and in general Schwarzenegger, Linda, Linda Hamilton. But to have their and Edward for long, and then to be reunited with GNR in a way. Uh, but then Eddie had to uh, he said that. He spoke to Slash right before "Not in This Lifetime" was announced, and he asked if he had anything to do with Guns N' Roses, and and Slash denied it, which was obviously, you know, a very uh, an understanding, uh, understandable lie he had to tell, even to his, I guess, his BFF Eddie Trunk. So uh, Eddie is letting the rumor live on, I suppose, knowing that maybe Slash will say think one thing one day, and then the opposite happens. So I guess yeah. we'll we'll see, but I guess the,
2: the way the way I read that from Trunk was like, uh, well, there you have it. Flash said no, but did he though? <laughs> <laughs> but did he? <laughs> yeah, but did he yeah. really say no? You know. So I mean, there's only. Always... What's the old Merck line? There's only so many Tuesdays left. How many? I don't even know. What's the release date of the Terminator movie? How many Fridays do we have till that comes out?
1: I, I don't even know. I probably should have looked. I don't that know. Up.
2: It's got to be soon, though, right? I don't know. I think it comes out in October.
1: Soon is the word, um, man. But its, so, it, I mean, it's all of this. Later. But all of this goes into how I listen to Atlas and how I listen to Hard School. I don't know what these are. I—you uh, said that Robin's on on Hard School, and you, you know that for a fact that Robin played on Hard School.
2: Uh, only through uh the fact that he plays directly to my heart and uh as soon as his note hit I was uh I was convinced it was him. So okay. I mean it it would take it would take like him personally telling me that he's not playing that solo for me to believe it. All right, um, so fair enough. So uh, no, I, I have I have no facts about okay. who's playing what on what. I just I know his style so well that I'm convinced that's him playing that solo.
1: Okay, so with that, it's that we don't know for sure who is on these tracks. We know right. that whoever uh, were on these tracks are no longer with the band. You know, maybe Fortis or you know maybe uh, Dizzy, but we're talking you know slash and duff are not on these tracks so are these going to be a template for another album for a soundtrack i just don't know what i'm listening to so it's just it doesn't make it as enjoyable for me so maybe i'm i'm not listening it listening to it uh with with criticism i just i'm listening to these songs with confusion I'm just a, what are these? Where are these going to be? Are, are, were these done? And they're going to come out of the vault one day, like Prince is having yeah. un- unreleased songs come out. So it's just, uh, th- that's just for me. So it's just been weird. This has been a, a weird leak gate as opposed to yeah, what happened with a, Chinese And that's democracy. a good point
2: too, that I, I, I didn't think of that at all. That's a great point. Like in 2006, I mean, the record still didn't come out until 2008, but even in 2006 though, we knew there was an end game like this, this material was being worked on for this thing that will come out, you know? And I mean, again, it didn't come out for another or two years after those leaks. but we knew what the end game was. And with this, this, I mean, this stuff just kind of popped up out of nowhere. And like you said, it's kind of like, well, I used to like, uh, how do I want to describe this? Okay. So in 2006, when I was playing better and there was a time in IRS for friends of mine, it was like me saying to them, uh, you know, uh, you know. hey, I told you I went and saw the new version of Guns N' Roses and they were great, and, you know, I told you they played some songs and, like, listen, listen to how great this stuff is that they're actually, you know, working on. That's, and now if I play stuff for anybody, it's kind of like, hey, do you want to hear a song you've never heard that um, I don't? Maybe it, someday you'll be able to buy it, you know? <laughs> like, it's a, it's a different way of going about it now than... It's uh, very interesting. Than, yeah.
1: It's, yeah. it's it's very interesting, and and it also makes me think how Atlas sounds so much like an axle song and and not anything else that I heard off Chinese, anything that resembles old GNR. It just seems like that's just solely an axle song, which is good. But again, I just don't know how to process it, I guess I should say. But you know it gives us things to, to to talk about um what do you foresee do you foresee more leaks uh and can you just kind of tell some people what happened with the forum and it wasn't because yeah of, yeah if you can
2: so so um the forum the shortest way I can say what occurred with forum is more or less server issues uh when traffic spikes out of the clear blue sky uh like that it'll often cost us uh, cause us more problems than it's worth um and, you know, in and, and being the largest forum and like, you know, we, we do not in any way allow any sort of, uh, asking for or hinting for asking for uh, links to copyrighted material, but it's still the place uh, most people go to discuss whenever anything like this happens. Um, So we just got overrun with uh, traffic and, uh, you know, more or less uh, server issues caused us to go down for, I think it was like a day and a half or or two days or whatever. And then in the time since we've had some issues with like um, traffic going uh, way, but ab- way, but ab- like spiking out of nowhere, uh, you know, just insane traffic amounts for, uh, for no reason, really. Like not even when there's a new full leak or, or something along those lines. Um, so we uh, oftentimes we will uh, put the forum in uh, member only mode, but uh, you know, I mean, it's free to sign up. It's not like we're even charging a buck for people to sign up. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you, if you do come to the site, it's not, Uh, it says you you have to be a member to get in. I mean, just, uh, you know, apply for a membership. One of us will get around to uh, approving it. and You'll be back in and and, and able to read. You don't even have to post. You just have to have a membership. Uh, So if that happens to anybody, by all means, just sign up for a free account. And as soon as it gets approved, you'll be able to uh, get back in and read, you know, everything that everybody else is saying. And uh, (laughs) by all means, join the discussion too. But um Uh, so, I mean, that's really that now on the subject of if there's going to be more leaks, I, I know I hate to say this, but it's almost like the same answer I could give to anything in GNR world ever. And your guess is as good as mine, (laughs) Um, you know, I do know that there's, I'm going to misquote this and I'm going to get my head caved in. I think there's four more songs from quote unquote, the locker incident that, have vocals that we haven't heard. We haven't heard those songs that have, and there's four more, uh, whether they're going to leak or not. I don't know. Cause again, if you'd asked me six weeks ago, you know, if we were going to hear the full, the full Atlas shrugged, uh, I, by, you know, whatever, September 15th or whatever, I would have said no. So, um, you know, all that stuff that goes on in the shadows with the leakers and all of that, I, I, don't want to be involved in don't you know don't want to have anything to do with but uh you know once stuff does leak i'm more than happy to uh to take a listen and and more importantly discuss it with everybody i like like just this this conversation alone that me and you are having you've made like three points that i haven't thought of in you know a decade or didn't (laughs) think of at all you know and that i like that the most out of it i like the discussion as much as i do hearing the music
1: Well, and I I want, when people listen to this episode, please feel free to leave comments, whether it be on my posts or on my JNR forum. And and don't create a new thread. I'm sure there are threads going already discussing these leaks. But uh, I'll I'll end here. I think – and I'm glad you said it. I want to put it out to the universe, uh, whether it's the next album officially or if it's something to hold us over – there should be a record called the, the Locker Incident, and it has all of everything on there that has leaked. You know it would make them so much money.
2: You know it would. Oh, don't even – well, no, you're talking about a whole different episode now, like things GNR should be doing to make money as opposed to, say – uh, and I'm going to make up two totally hypothetical examples like, uh, you know, they should never do things like release toy trucks or laundry bags. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, again, that's so ridiculous that I even made up those two examples. We all know that would never happen anyways. Mm. But I can't stress enough. If GNR put out a box set of just Chinese democratically, Chinese democratically related uh, uh Demos, and stuff. Chinese leftovers. Yeah, the, the 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 toughest guy on the forums who says I don't care about any of that would still buy that box set, and they would still listen to ten versions of Madagascar. Um, you know, and every other song we haven't heard or whatever. So yeah, I I would. Yeah. If they would, they don't even have to, well, first of all, the packaging would be super cheap. Like you said, the uh, Chinese leftovers, if they put it out in a little Chinese carryout thing, it'd be the greatest. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, But even just if they put it on their, on their, on their website, you know, I I just talked about this and I know, I know you got to wrap up, but I just talked about this on the forum the other day about, if you look what happened with Radiohead a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you're familiar with the story where um, some hoarder got a hold of the the okay computer demos. Have you heard about this or no?
1: Uh, I, I, I've heard about it, but I'm not overly familiar.
2: I just The short version is, it's very similar to this in some ways. Some hoarder got a hold of these uh, reels and reels of OK Computer uh, demos, which is, you know, inarguably their most popular uh, record like as far as sales go. Sure. Um, and basically was shopping it around like happens with GNR Leaks and was trying to more or less extort the band also and say, well, unless you give me this amount of money, I'm going to release all this stuff. So what Radiohead did was they turned around and they gathered up the the best-sounding versions of all this stuff because they have access to all of it. They gathered it together and they put it on their website. Mm. You know, like, that's the way to take care of it. You know, now, I understand that's a record that was already released. So, you know, if GNR, let's say Hard School is going to be on the Terminator soundtrack and it's going to be with these re-recorded, you know, GNR doesn't uh, gain anything by, uh, you know, putting out, the, the, the demo version with the old band, uh, specifically when they're going to try and sell this song. Okay, let's say that that's going to happen. I get that, but there's so much other stuff that they could put out that e- tons of GNR, like there's so much interest there. GNR fans would absolutely pay and they would be a great, easy uh, stream of revenue, you know. And, but again, that's up to. Uh, I don't know if I want to say it, good, bad, or different, but uh, that's up to different minds than ours. Let's say, let's say different minds. So sure. we, we started this off with a very political answer. I'll end it with a political answer. That's <laughs> up for different minds. Not not smarter. Not not dumber. Different minds than you and I.
1: And in, in the meantime, while we follow this adventure, we, we'll just be the uh, the political talking head. We'll be the, the GNR CNN. We'll be GNN or whatever, just discussing whatever the next yeah, move the, is going to be.
2: The, my, the, my GNR CSI team. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, us for taking some time. And obviously, you're, you're always going to always welcome back to discuss more leaks or Prince or Michael Jackson or whatever your, your passion of the day is.
2: Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And I, I know that I am a, uh, a a continued friend of the show, which uh, you previously announced I was a bad apple. And I think this is my first time being involved in Shotgun News. I think uh, the last couple of times I've been on, it's been just regular segments. So going forward, we're going to have to come up with new segments. So I could say I uh, I was involved in all of them.
1: Oh, nice. And, and speaking of which, I, I always forget to play this Your bad apple on this continues. (laughs) There we go. Thanks, Russ. All right, brother.
2: Thanks a lot. You have a good day.
1: You too. Thanks, Russ. And of course, thanks to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame President Joel Parisman for being on the show. As far as what is to come, as I'm recording this, uh, September 12th, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be interviewing Scott Gorham from Thin Lizzy and the Black Star Riders. Can't wait to speak with him. also on deck, I mentioned that we're going to be speaking to not Axel Rose and Slash, but they are also known as Chesney and Atkins. Stephen Chesney and Chad Atkins. We're just working on a, a timetable for it to happen. Many of you have learned about Chesney and Atkins because you mistook their songs for leaked Guns N' Roses material, but it's original material, and they are working on a full album, which... Uh, I hope they won't get mad. I'm not going to give all the secrets away. May include, will include, I should say, at least one, if not two, former Guns N' Roses members. Now that's crazy. Can't wait to speak with them. So best way to follow what's to come on the AFD show is to follow us on social media, facebook.com slash the AFD show or on Twitter at the AFD show. Otherwise, I appreciate however you listen, whether it be on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, you found us through AlternativeNation.net, Spotify, iTunes, just thanks for being here. So, until the next episode, when will you see it? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. it! Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home.